if I could describe our friendship, it's clown vibes. Hello, clowns. I'm Ami. I'm Yu Chen, and we're the hosts of Clown Vibes Podcast. We're just two best friends who get together to laugh and discuss a variety of topics. From all things pop culture to navigating through adulthood as Asian Americans and more with our very own clown spin, of course. We're so glad to have you here to clown around with us and we really hope you enjoy the episode. Hey clowns, (laughs) welcome to the first live recording of Clown Vibes. It took us maybe like four hours to get this up and running. We researched heavily this morning, realized there's absolutely no way that this is really going to work, but let's test it out. It took us four hours to realize that we were not prepared for this. We did not have the correct equipment, but we never see each other. So until you guys blow us up and we're making money, (laughs) this is the best it's getting. Yeah. Okay, but we have a special episode today because it was requested that not all of you guys know about our origin story. Yeah. (laughs) So the content of today will be focused on like how we met each other and how our friendship has grown, the challenges that we have faced and like our differences too, which there are a lot. Despite what a lot of people think, we are not the same person. We're actually complete opposites in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. But you know, Nico calls us hive mind. Yeah, we're hella hive mind. Hella hive mind. <laughs> Even my mother, who listens to this podcast, shout out mom, is like, oh, sometimes I can't tell the difference between your voices. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. I think in person, our voices are pretty different. Oh, yeah. She was like, you have a higher pitch voice than I do. Yeah. But yeah, let's get into it. I mean, why are we speaking in person? (laughs) We're here because we went to the Eras tour last night and it was life changing. My life didn't change. (laughs) It was only life changing for one of us. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I thought it was just really cool. I feel like I haven't been to a stadium concert in God knows how long. Yeah. I've been going to pretty like small Small venue concerts and the production was really cool. Yeah. I think the Aerosaur was like created really well. Although I think they could have done a better job with production. Just nitpicking at some of the Aeros. Like some of the Aeros was done better than the others. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk first impressions especially like everyone's outfits. I think I mentioned this to you, but I was not like blown away by anyone's outfits. Like when you see people's outfits on TikTok, it looks amazing. But when you see it in person, everyone just looks the same. Yeah. Do you think that's because we were in the lower bowl and not on the floor and people on the floor probably put in more effort? No, I feel like everyone, like there was really no class difference, I think in lower bowl and upper bowl in terms of people. Like everyone just seemed like hardcore Swifties. That's true. Or they were the boy friends of yeah. Swifties. The guy in front of us played on his phone the whole time. It was incredible. He was a tall man that sat down. We respect the tall man yes. that knows when to sit down. He did us a huge service and we respect him yeah. greatly. He honestly, in the- I was watching him search on his phone. He kept searching Taylor Swift outfit, like Taylor Swift age, Taylor Swift. <laughs> he knew nothing. It was actually hilarious that was like my side content during the concert. oh my gosh but I was hoping you know how we've seen so many people propose during love story I yeah was like is he gonna propose but he did it oh thank you no way he was proposing absolutely no way he was proposing and thank god that's like the most cringe thing yeah don't propose don't me. do that if someone did that I would say no <laughs> you do not know me well enough if you think that this is something I would like <laughs> our outfits were also very different basic like we were both basic and different 
in different ways. Go check out our TikTok to see our outfits. We'll leave it at that. But what was your favorite era that she performed? I loved Reputation. I was blown away by Reputation. Is there a Netflix documentary on the Reputation tour? I think so. Okay. I think we need to watch it. Yeah, we need to watch it. And it's not because, like, obviously we both have such near and dear, like, where Reputation is so near and dear to our heart, but the, like, production itself or Reputation was... Really cool. Really cool. That's, like, the time she danced the most, I think. Exactly. And the dancers were, like, a lot more involved. She also had, like, Reputation also as a play on different eras, too, so it kind of ties back to the whole concept of the eras for a lot and oh my gosh I thought I was past my reputation era and also my lover's era but it put I think um I think I'm still in reputation I also really loved folklore like yeah. I love folklore as an album itself so I thought that part was really cool and 1989 was I think a crowd favorite I'm pretty sure that's when our eardrums busted (laughs) from the girls behind us I don't think they stopped screaming for 10 minutes no so you know how she released folklore and evermore at the same around the same time yeah I always have a hard time differentiating between folklore and evermore but the sets I think were really different like the vibes are different and I don't know I think evermore she didn't do evermore justice and you know how there's like Mm -hmm. jokes that she doesn't love evermore yeah evermore is her like stepchild yeah but evermore has really great hits I just don't think like they know how to brand it well and different from folklore agreed because it was branded as the sister album they just kind of ran with that and then never really tried to differentiate it yeah I felt like her dress wasn't as great the like production set too was a little bit like kid-like I did love how they did Willow yeah and I love I Willow's my favorite song on that album it was what she came out with right like the, her first song yes. that was really cool yeah and then she did well should we say her say. acoustic she did, version yes yeah, champagne problems on the piano okay at this point I'm sure everyone has freaking seen everything on TikTok anyway yeah and if you also like don't care like <laughs> the great <laughs> perfect because we're giving spoilers right now <laughs> all right but enough about the eras tour let's talk about us our era <laughs> our friendship <laughs> okay where should we start i guess at the beginning obviously start from the beginning because we didn't immediately meet each other at ut no like, it took us actually like two years so it was yeah. the summer of 2015 mm-hmm between our sophomore and junior years. Yes. That's when I learned the term rising junior. I think from you. What? Or from someone at that internship. They were like, yeah, we're rising juniors. I was like, what does that mean? I have secondhand embarrassment if that came from me. We were different people back then. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we were both in Houston doing a internship with one of the big four. And since there was nothing to do. Truly nothing to do. Also, we knew nothing. We knew nothing. They were essentially paying us to join the cult. And thankfully, neither of us did. Well, that's specific cult <laughs> we're not cult people like you know how there are certain types of people who are more susceptible to joining a cult like do you our think pa- i'm a cult person no but i think our moms are i think nico's a cult person too <laughs> he just doesn't know it he's a cult person but thinks we are hive mind yeah. that's interesting if we're in a cult it's a cult of two yes it's a clown cult <laughs> yeah so we had our internship together and because we had nothing to do we spent all day every day listening to podcasts and pinging each other about said podcasts 
Yeah. You know how things are so cordial when you first meet, especially yeah. like at work. Yeah. When things like broke the barriers of workplace talk was when we talked about cereal. Yeah. And our obsession with cereal. Yes. Which if you live under a rock. Cereal follows the case of Adnan Syed and his alleged murder of his high school girlfriend where the case actually makes no sense. They basically picked him as the fall person and built a case around proving that he did it yeah so I think it was like the first time that I saw a kind of strong following for Mm -hmm. a podcast that never existed in the podcasting world before like their podcast exists but it was kind of like oh what your grandpa listened to on the weekends like it wasn't a cool thing and now podcasting has become such like a cultural movement yeah that's the summer I definitely got into podcasts because I was driving so much for work and I wonder if you're the one who introduced me to it. No, you definitely knew about it. I did? Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Because we hive mind about it. Okay. <laughs> it was a great start to the friendship. Honestly, when the internship ended, I was just like, oh, I'm sad. Like, I wonder if we'll actually be friends. And luckily we were. Now, remember that one project when they didn't have anything for us to do, so they made us LinkedIn stock? Yes. Like, honestly, employee. that yes. really honed some of our LinkedIn yes. stocking skills. But also it just like honed in our friendship because we were just like, what the ass is <laughs> Like we just have the same vibe about schoolwork, about mm-hmm. like work. You know how some people just take everything a little so bit seriously. too seriously? We just, without having to say like, okay, we're going to be this amount of serious, we just kind of naturally fell into that rhythm, which made being friends in school really helpful. Yeah. Working on like school projects really helpful and like just being in like an internship together really yeah. helpful too. Yeah. That was actually so funny that we had to stalk <laughs> people on LinkedIn. I remember I like ran out of my limit for <laughs> the free account and the recruiter had to give me her login or something. We were too good at stalking. Yeah. We actually didn't even have classes together our junior year, did no, we? No, but junior year was, we were no longer rising juniors. We were juniors. <laughs> junior year was the year we started like our accounting program where you yeah. have like dedicated classes together. But because the program is relatively big, we never had classes together. Yeah. But we had similar friend groups. And so our friend groups slowly started to like merge into like one friend group and eventually we did start to like take more classes together yeah like planned them together yeah how did we keep in like touch junior year I think we just both would talk to each other and make an effort I guess yeah because the business school is kind of a cult too where like you see everyone at least in passing yeah in passing so it's really nice that you can just like say hi and like casually talk to people in between classes yeah and there were a lot of events remember we would like we would be forced oh yeah true 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 yeah Oh my God, I have this like really distinct memory of like when we got back to school, because you worked at the MPA office, you like, I don't know what it was like a sign up thing or something. And you checked me like, oh, I already signed you up. And I was like, wow, that's really nice of you. Like, <laughs> I didn't think that like you cared enough about me yet to do that. And I was like, this is really nice. What did we sign up for? I don't know. I don't remember. It was something that was like really like hard to get like a good sign up spot for, but like you signed me up. Oh yeah. Like through your connection at the (laughs) office. (laughs) That was the beginning of us abusing each other's like work. (laughs) Truly. And then we studied abroad together, but that was two years later. 
No, it was that summer. No, because our senior year, I mean, our rising junior oh. summer, you had an internship. I had an internship. And I fucked around and did nothing. No, you did summer school, which is the same thing as fucked around and did nothing. I turned down an internship last second and was like, no, nah, I'm going to chill. Yeah. I mean, by our fourth year, we started taking more classes together. Yeah. We started hanging out more outside of school. And we decided to do Prague together which is our like study abroad program that we do in the summer. And because Prague is in Europe, we decided to just do a little mini Europe vacation beforehand too. Mm-hmm. And I think that really solidified our For sure because we went through a lot of travel, travel <laughs> together. We had to think quick on our feet mm-hmm. many a times. I feel like traveling together either breaks or makes friendships like yeah. if you did something annoying to me yeah when we travel like that could quickly like give me the egg yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to a friendship with you. I think what was really good is that even though we had so many issues we were able to like really brush it off mm-hmm. and just be like well we'll figure it out remember when I just lost my passport <laughs> you didn't get that on the plane it's like I don't have my passport and I'm like freaking out and she and was I was like chill. yeah she was like well I have a copy of it like a, a paper copy. I'm like, that is meaningless. <laughs> we, that was the beginning of our like adult traveling yeah. experience. And I just thought, you know, I could, because they told us, you know, make yeah. copies of your passport. So I was like, oh, that's, that, that'll get me through. No. Yeah. Luckily you went and asked the flight attendant and they were like, oh yeah, we found it. Yeah. Because the airport at Megan is so small. Yes. But also, why did they let me on the plane without showing Because you already showed it. Because remember, the terminal was so small. They yeah. Had, they have they a check issue. They should have had, like, double checks. No, know? for sure. They were a shit show that day. Yeah. Also that day, I lost my bag, and our friend who was meeting us in Rome lost his bag. So in the span of one day, we had so much stress and, like, sadness. Yeah, I think, like, when you're traveling in a group in, like, a foreign country, it's really important that, like, when something's happening to a person, that the other person's just helpful or nothing. And it was a good mix. Yeah, like, I can't travel with my dad because he's neither (laughs) or he's aware of how to be helpful. That was just our first. I don't even think that was our first issue. No, we've had so many. I mean, every travel story has so many. Remember when we went to Berlin and you just got off or everyone got off at the wrong spot, but it was such a good quick stop that like you and someone else got left behind. And I was just like, well, she's on her own. See you in school on Monday. Yeah, immediately I was like, okay, Ryan, like, let's find an Airbnb at this, like, other stop, because I thought they were not going to stop in Berlin again, and he was, like, kind of freaking out, and it was just like, well, at least we have our bag. (laughs) Honestly, at that point, I was like, as long as I have my clothes with me, I will be fine. (laughs) Yeah, but I think, like, traveling together really helped us understand each other's, like, personality yeah you were also the one that like wanted to go out so much more yes, than I did that is still true to this day <laughs> still true to this day yeah. not much has changed I think we both calmed down a little bit oh yeah for sure we just love to dance yeah which we is love to a dance. common a shared interest okay but also like going out styles are also very important for friendships too because yeah. like I wouldn't want to go out with you constantly if you just wanted to like flirt with boys all the time like, yeah, that would yeah. be fun for us but when we go out together we have like the same mission yes and it's to find a good bar that we like the sun yeah. at and chill 
Exactly. Not chill, but whatever. All right. After Prague, I think like we each went our, our own separate ways. I was catching up and going to another internship mm-hmm. in San Francisco and you were back in Houston. Mm-hmm. You That's also when you discovered rain. Dear yes. That, so that is the summer that started my phone problem. I was obsessed with this game 1010 that summer. You and still I made, are. I'm still obsessed with it. Not as much because I'm not as good, but I made everyone play it that summer. And when I came home, all I did for a month was watch Rain and play 1010. And I got my highest score to date that summer. <laughs> I'll never forget it. <laughs> I will never forget the first time I think you called me after Prague. And it was to tell me about this guy that had a crush on me. <laughs> you were like, so like, I have to tell you something. And I just like immediately knew. Yeah. I think everyone who was in our group kind of knew that he had a crush on you, except for you. You were in denial. I was in denial because I was just like, I do not want this to happen or be a thing. Yeah. So I will pretend that it's not. But remember the fact that you guys all knew and then left me alone with him that night in, where was it? Budapest. Um, Because you weren't self-aware. No, I knew, but I really wanted to go out. So I was like, okay, let's go meet everyone else. Because pretty much everyone in our program went to Budapest the same weekend. I went to dinner with my friends. I met you guys at the bar. Like, you guys didn't want to go out. But this guy was like, yeah, I'll go out with you. He was always down to go out. Yeah, he was always down to go out. And so I was like, great. Like, can you text everyone? Like, I don't think I had service or something. Mm-hmm. Or like the people that I could text were not replying. And he was like, yeah, I know where they are. So I was like, okay, great. Like, we'll go find them. We never found them. Yeah. He clearly, yeah, I mean, he definitely enjoyed hanging out with you. The issue was is that he just had a lot of personal issues that he would that would manifest in really annoying ways towards you. Super annoying ways. He would like get upset and then like, get mad at me. I'm like, we just met two weeks ago. Yeah. We are not friends to where I actually care if you're mad at me. Exactly. Like he would throw little tantrums if he was upset and like upset that we didn't read his mind and know why he was upset yeah we did like a boat party that weekend too and he got mad at us because we weren't hanging I guess I'm saying we because at that time I was like I thought he was mad at both of us but really he was only mad at me there's no reason anyone would be mad at me except for maybe another guy in our program no but I okay like the reason I thought he was mad at us is because I because we were like doing our own thing like dancing and like whatever and not hanging out with him like we as a me and you as a collective I'm rolling my eyes Okay, yes, this is what I had concocted in my brain to, like, not have to deal with this No, no, that's probably true. Like, that was probably a reason why he was mad at us, which is, I'm rolling my eyes because it's just a dumb reason. Yeah, it was so dumb. It's like, okay, well, then you come hang out with us. Like, we were not excluding you. Yeah. We were on a boat together. Oh, I remember this. You know, it it was not as if we had left you somewhere. Like, you could have easily just come talk to us or come do what we're doing. Yeah. We did not need to, like, stand in the corner like you were yeah you were doing like this guy was doing anyway so it was a issue how did he confess his love for you <laughs> not love it was not that it was like lust um <laughs> I don't remember so we would like still talk after the program and I went to Austin and he was in Austin for summer school I went to Austin to move out of my apartment and I was gonna hang out with my friends and my friend was like, oh, this guy is coming. And as soon as I got there, I told him the whole story. And he was like, what the fuck? And that whole night, this guy who had a crush on me did not talk to me. This was like the petty like tantrums he would so throw. Petty. And he did not talk to me the whole time. Then when me and my friend were leaving, he was like, oh, I'll come with you guys. 
And so we got out of the car. My friend, he walks me home. And this guy is like trying to walk back with us, but like knows it's not the vibe. And so he leaves. Then when I get home, texts me and says, hey, can we hang out one-on-one tomorrow? Okay. And Did you guys? No, I said, no, I'm busy. Like I had to move out of my apartment and then I was going to go hang out with my friends. I am glad you're retelling this story because I've just, it's been so long. It's been I so long. Yeah, no. So that's when I was like, something is off. And he would like say, not, he would say things, which is why I didn't want to hang out with him on that one. I don't know that he ever fully confessed. He would like skirt around the issue. But it was very obvious. But it was very obvious. And then at one point it got so like, I had to, for the first time ever, actually be like, no. I do not like you. I don't think you've ever done that ever since then, have you? Had to? I have done it to less intense people. Yeah, yeah. He was very intense he for was no reason. so intense. So like I had to, we had to get on a Google Doc, <laughs> craft up this reply. We had to get on a Google Doc because <laughs> Ami just never knows what to say. Yeah, I'm like too nice yeah, in my nice. thing. And you guys were like, no, you're giving him too much. And I was like, okay, well, you guys need to help me then. So I send it and then he like, gas I don't know if this is the right term gaslighting but he replies and he's like I don't like you like you're taking this too seriously oh my gosh and I was like block immediately (laughs) I was like great I'm glad you don't like me no I think you also blocked him because he was like didn't he say something about his mental health and like blaming (gasps) you for it he must have I have really blocked this out of my memory it was such a intense crush Based on nothing, he did not know me, and it was not my responsibility. Yeah. It was very one-sided where he thought yeah. like, you guys were a lot emotionally closer than you guys actually are. You know, this is a common theme in my life. <laughs> Something to talk about in therapy this week. Yeah. So anyway, that was an entire saga that I think really yeah, brought but, us like, together. Yeah, but the fact that like you were able to share that with me and I was able to give you guidance on certain aspects of it was kind of the first of many future moments where we each like had different situations where the other like wait and I think like that's really important in our friendship is like we're able to share like these moments that happen to like our individual self yeah but the other person has like very deep knowledge and like understanding of yeah exactly I think I felt extremely comfortable telling you because you were a witness to at least the in-person stuff in Prague yeah and so it was easy to be like hey think this is happening and you were like yeah it is (laughs) to everyone (laughs) man and then we had a one last year together that was our like favorite year yeah it was our fifth year our master's year we were taking like pretty I think our fall was a little bit more intense but then our spring we were just studying for the CPA and that's when movie pass was a thing so we would study together sometimes not study together sometimes but always go watch movies together at night we would do like dinner and a movie probably three times a week yeah like very frequently I like to say that we're the reason why movie pass went out of business because we just used it so much we abused the shit out of it I think one week I watched five movies it was my record I actually was really proud of myself I was like wow I'm really getting use out of this Uh, I just like think back to that time and just like when did we have so much free time like 
or like had such a clear understanding of our priorities yes. and once like that priority was checked off like could do whatever we wanted but now as adults it's just not like that even when you walk off for work I feel like the adult life is just never ending sometimes yeah it doesn't feel as complete as us saying hey we want to get through like three lessons today and that's yeah. enough it's really because we had no responsibilities back then. Yeah. Then we graduated. We went our separate ways. And we never lived in the same city ever again. Yeah. And we will probably never. Was that like a realization for you then that we would never live in the same city ever again? No. Exactly. I always assume everyone's going to move back to Texas. Like at some point. Well, especially because people always is like, I'm going to end up yeah, in Texas Yeah, I think again. we always like back then we did say that, but yeah. we were younger then and Texas is a different Texas than it is now. I think like because we didn't know what it was like to not live in Texas. Yeah. Now that we have that experience, it's like, why would we go back to Texas? It's kind of a rodeo out here. (laughs) I love Texas. But you have a lot of aspects of it. You've never lived outside of Texas. That's true. I'll have to try it out. Maybe. Probably (laughs) never. Yeah, no. I was really, really sad towards the end of school like I remember after graduation waking up and just being like I am ill-prepared for what's to come and we I were want- yeah we were hella not prepared but I loved college yeah college was still to this day the favorite part my favorite part of life so far and I'm sad we're not there yeah but I feel like if even though we didn't ever live in the same city again I didn't feel like it really impacted our friendship if anything it made our friendship stronger yeah although we don't know what it's like to live in the same city true should I move to SF we'll test it out I would would actually hate living in SF (laughs) maybe come for like a month yeah (laughs) and test it (laughs) I think it was helpful that we would talk on the phone all the time yeah and that's not I don't how did we start doing that I love talking on the phone. Yeah, you do, but I don't. Like, you're I think the one... I just forced you to talk to me on the phone. Anytime I was like walking from the bus to the office or from the office to the bus, I would call you or my mom. Yeah. And just force you to talk to me. And I'm someone who like really, I'm someone who's like very in person type of communication. Yeah. Like, I don't text a lot, I don't talk on the phone a lot. You're like my only exception. I talk to you more than I talk to my parents. I'm very needy (laughs) it's not even needy I just like like talking on the phone yeah and I think like what helped is you know we were always going through similar experiences for sure experience of loneliness moving to a new city experience of not being fulfilled in our jobs and our careers and yeah just like dating as well yeah We got dogs at the same time. We got new jobs at the same time. We did a lot of things like really like one month apart, two months apart. Yeah. That obviously really helps to have someone going through big life changes together with you, understanding it at a deeper level than someone that you're just telling to, even if they've already experienced that. Yeah. Like I feel like we're able to relate to each other just very easily Despite not being in the same city. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. COVID (laughs) was hard because, I mean, you were the only person that I would casually hang out with during peak COVID times. Yeah. And casually meaning like we would go to my Houston apartment, be freaked out (laughs) (laughs) and watch TV together. But like you were the only person I would risk my health. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think I, I think I only saw you. 
I went on one not- walk with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> But that was it. We also got COVID at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Last year, though, okay, not during peak COVID, we got it. Um, This is actually more fun probably. We got it <laughs> in June 2022. Yeah. <laughs> because I wanted to go out. <laughs> well, we all wanted to go out. Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. And we, like, we're on the same page on how to get over COVID, too. We just ordered takeout and watched TV, and it was a blast. <laughs> it was so good. We were luckily together still. I was a super spreader at a conference. Actually, I wasn't because I wore a mask being like, I don't want to get COVID. Meanwhile, I had COVID. <laughs> I remember telling you, I was just like, um, do you feel unwell? And I was so worried about telling you. I, I Meanwhile, you've been trying to hide from me. I was like, well, I'm at a hotel that's really cold. Like, I washed my hair last night. I think, like, my throat is just a little sore because I'm cold. I was also planning to go on a date, like, in a few days. And I was just like, um, I don't know if I should cancel. Yeah, I was most scared to tell my coworker that I was with. I was like, um, I think I might have COVID. I'm so sorry. I think I texted her, like, 17 times in the next week to be like, are you okay? Did I give you COVID? If so, I'm so sorry. (laughs) All right, I'm curious for the audience who doesn't know us too well, if you think we're very similar, very different, because I think we're very different. Yeah. But then those who are introduced to our friendship through our podcast think we're very similar. Yeah. I think because we just talk about topics that we have in common. Yeah. But I think hanging out with us, you can pretty much immediately tell. Remember, we went to Mexico City. We hung out with this couple. Oh, yeah. I'm, I was thinking about them the other day because of my current situation. And which oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I had a brain fart in such what situation? Yeah, I know it's, it's such a big situation. I had to do a lot of like internal webbing, like <laughs> connections very quickly. But yes, now I'm following. Anyway, so in Mexico City, we went on this like mezcal and taco tour, like an Airbnb experience. And a couple that we met there, we went to have drinks with after. And even they were like, we've only spent, what, like three hours with you guys, but we know, like, your vibe enough to know, like, your role in the friendship. In the friendship. I'm clearly more calm. I'm, yes. I'm a lot more calm and collected. <laughs> we have the same, like, energy in our brains, but yeah. it's translated differently Agreed. externally. Yeah. I'm definitely way more emotional. Yeah. But that's not to say, like, I think, like, something that we struggle with is we know people in our lives who aren't as like emotional as us. Yeah. And even though like I'm not as outwardly emotional as you are, I'm able to like understand your yeah. emotion a lot better. You have a lot of empathy. Yes. Regardless of not being externally right? emotional. It really scares me when people lack empathy. <laughs> yeah. I I personally can't even really be friends with them because I have too many emotions. Exactly. One part that I think is really helpful in long distance friendships or like friendships in general where there are differences in like emotional capacity is allowing each other to feel our emotions through without passing judgment. Because yeah, I personally think I do struggle with like friendships where I'm feeling judged by totally friends who don't necessarily agree with like my thought process over certain situations and what's difficult in those friendships is when they try to pass on their own like judgment of that situation onto you without understanding that like it's our own independent path that we take and I think like what we do really well is despite our differences in how we would handle certain situations Mm -hmm. we let each other do our own thing 
Yeah. And are very supportive of working through it yourself. I think we both know and have seen situations in our lives where it's very important for people to learn through experience. So the thought that just like popped into my mind was this past season of Love is Blind and Shelby Uh and how like, even though she didn't necessarily agree with what Micah is doing, she was so outwardly like pushy about it and making, it's like at the end of the day, it's her life. Like it's your life. Exactly. And there's ways to be supportive of your friend where you don't act and not agree with what they're doing. Yeah, totally. I think sometimes even when I ask you, like, what should I do? You'll say, you'll tell me, but you're like, well, sometimes you'll tell me. Actually, sometimes you'll just be like, you got to do what you want. <laughs> I also like think like a key difference is I'm way more decisive. Yeah, I'm super indecisive. Yeah. And like, I will help you decide certain things when I know you're very, very, very struggling yeah. with it. But I think like one of my goals in our friendship is to get you to be more decisive but I'm doing it in a way where it's like if it's low risk I'm gonna force you to yeah. be decisive but like when I see you actually struggling I will step in a little bit more yeah I think I've gotten more decisive I think, think you have yeah, too I think I have too or you've just been funneling your indecisiveness to someone else I um haven't <laughs> no one knows okay I have only said like dumb stuff of like what should I eat which that's like whatever yeah but the more real stuff most people don't know so it has to go through you. <laughs> I refuse to expose myself to more people. You know, it's so funny because it's not like we share everything yeah. with each other. There are long lulls in our friendship where we're hiding certain <laughs> things and hiding certain feelings. But I, I feel like even speaking for like me, if I'm like not revealing certain things to you, I feel like you kind of know. Like when yeah. I finally tell you, you know immediately like where I'm getting at. Yeah. Like how you think you're hiding yeah. certain things. And when you tell me, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> like I think we've just hive minded too deep sometimes. <laughs> and it's really hard to break that bond. Yeah. Nor do I care to break it. Yeah. I think it's nice to know that you even if I'm not outward, like outright telling you what's going on, you can sense it. Exactly. And that's because we've been friends for like eight years. Yeah. I think like one thing that I struggle with in new friendships, I'm sure like you feel the same way is that we're struggling to understand each other's communication styles and Definitely. understand the actions of another person or like where they're coming from. But with you, like the reason why we almost have like zero conflicts with one another, or if we do like, it's quickly resolved. resolved. It's yeah. like because we've spent so many years on trying to understand each other's like communication styles mm-hmm. and our backgrounds and like what motivates us that it's just made it a lot easier. And like I feel like I struggle with new friendships that are, you know, growing right now because, you know, we're not able to resolve that conflict yet because we don't have that understanding. Yeah. And you don't know their intention Mm -hmm. as clearly like I know when you're saying something it's not that like hurts my feelings for two seconds it's not yeah targeted or like a mean thing it's just something like you said that I was like hurt by I mean not hurt but like whatever irked by I'm definitely a lot more direct than you are too and I think like it takes it took you a while to understand yeah. directness versus me being mean. There are moments yeah, yeah, where yeah. I am being mean and then I'm like having to be more conscious of it <laughs> and like yeah. pull back a little bit. And that's like internal work on my yeah. end. But I think like because we've had years of experience being friends with each other, being able to tease that out has just gotten a lot easier over the years. Yeah. 
And I think like in general, we're always, I know that you have the best intentions. Like I don't ever think you're all of a sudden attacking me. Yeah. So it's very easy for me to just in a, take a step back and be like, no, I'm taking this the wrong way. But there are friendships that, you know, don't have the best intention. Yeah. We'll definitely get into it. We'll, we're going to do a toxic friendship <laughs> episode. I think I have, I have more than you do. Yeah, I think so too. All right. I saw this TikTok where this girl was saying how she's been able to maintain long years of friendship. And it's due to the understanding that not all friendships are 50-50. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? I think it's very true. Exactly. And like our friendship, I think for the most part is 50-50. Balance yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's important is like knowing that at some point it'll balance out, but yeah. knowing that like in a given month or season, it doesn't have to be. We have this running <laughs> joke that we're not allowed to struggle at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like the universe knows this. <laughs> we will not be able to handle it if we were both struggling very hard at the same time. I remember like, especially last year, the like day that you resolved like a big resolved. Yeah. To the best that it could be resolved. At that time. Yes. <laughs> at that time. <laughs> the day after is the day that I lost my job or something. Like yeah. we're just not allowed to struggle beyond the heavy struggle bus at the same time. Yeah. And maybe it's the way that our brain has like tricked ourselves. Like we yeah. know when it's time for you to like be given the attention. <laughs> Yeah, I think also we're good at knowing when, like, say I was going through something like really intense, and you were going through a little bit of something, you would bring it up, obviously, but not in like such a, yeah, attention needs to be on me right now type of way. And we're good at balancing that. I remember this one friendship that ended. And one of the reasons why it ended was because she just made everything about her. Yeah. And her life wasn't even that complicated <laughs> she was making it complicated. yeah <laughs> and so at that point it's just like I don't understand what this friendship is for yeah I do think friendship needs to be balanced in some form of way where the expectation is set to be a certain way like if it is yeah. 2080 let that be the expectation but yeah. right now in our lives like I think 50 50 is really manageable I mean, one thing that like we've both kind of discussed is like how I want kids and like that might not be something for you in the future. And like when our lives diverge a little bit more, that is definitely going to be a reality. But I think now like we're very clear about balancing ourselves. Yeah, for sure. All right. What's next for our friendship? Clown vibes, of course. Clown vibes (laughs) has really shifted our friendship in a way that I think it's like turned our friendship into something external that we can focus on. Yeah. Like before, just be us FaceTiming all the time about the shit that we talk about. But now we put it out. (laughs) I think it's a little bit more planned. Yeah. I think what's been like really surprisingly good about clown vibes is how easy it is to like strategize Mm -hmm. despite what people might think this might be a little bit chaotic we are very intentional about the content that we produce and the level of effort that we put in and it's not always like super one-sided yeah I think what's nice is that we we've naturally divided work yeah in a way that doesn't feel like I never feel like I'm doing more than you if anything I'm always like very like are you doing too much exactly (laughs) I'm like that too and I think that's really important like relationships and friendships is to make sure that you know 
you're always very conscious of like picking up work whenever I'm picking up more work on one end. Yeah. And it's like a very natural thing. Like I don't ever have to like ask you to do certain things. Or if I do, it's just like a very like, oh, can you do this? Yeah. It's like, oh, I just don't have time right now, which is fine. And I like that we just do that rather than it being a me complaining about having to do it and you just being like sucks to suck. (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's easy to divide work in a way that feels fair. Yeah. And we definitely like play into each other's strengths a lot. Going into a business. (laughs) I don't know if we can even call this a business. (laughs) Hopeful one day business. A small hobby on the side (laughs) for now is that we take it as serious. Equally as serious as we want. Which we don't take it super seriously, but it's not like it's a joke either. Yeah, it's not a joke. And obviously we're taking it seriously enough to put out episodes weekly. But crazy. Yeah. But we're really flexible in, hey, you're traveling this week, you know, like can't figure out a time to record. Fine. Like we'll figure it out. It's also like a it is what it is. Like totally. Could our banter be more polished? Sure. Could like our sound quality be better (laughs) absolutely (laughs) could it be a little less janky of course but I feel like this is a good vibe for where we're going now and we're always striving to improve but we're at least in sync on how quickly we want to do that and our priorities yeah like obviously this is a side gig yeah side well I will say side gig because it's not a hustle yet (laughs) (laughs) we're hustling I feel like well I guess is side hustle for money only? No. Okay, but well, this is a side hustle. We don't know. A philosophical question. Yeah. <laughs> What's the return on a hustle? Yeah, some production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It is. It is yeah. a side hustle. And it's become as big of a part of our lives as we've let it, which yeah. is nice. And we we don't push each other to like make it bigger than either of us wants. Yeah, like one thing that I'm always super mindful of is like talking about topics that are relevant for the both of us because Calm yeah. Vibes is very much like an output of our friendship. Like, yeah, if I could describe our friendship, it's Clown Vibes. Like it's all the mix of things that we're interested in. Like Clown Vibes wouldn't be Clown Vibes if I did it with a different coach host totally like, you know how call her daddy used to be like two girls and now yeah. it's just one I'm just like well is call her daddy really it's a different show oh, yeah it's a completely different show yeah totally I like where we're headed yeah so if you're enjoying clown vibes this is a public request to rate our show on Spotify yeah I'm gonna be personally asking every person that I can bully into liking our show But there you go. This is a very long-winded explanation of our friendship. Will we be friends five years from now? Who knows? Because I'm ready to cut anyone (laughs) out of our lives. Well, you said our lives, so so yes. (laughs) You know, I think we've survived enough that we're in it for the long haul. Yeah, and hopefully we'll have con vibes five years from now to tell the story. Hopefully we'll be Girls Gotta Eat and getting canceled in five years. Like, I'm fine with that. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us on all social media at Clown Vibes Podcast or email us at clownvibespodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoy our show and want to support us, please like, subscribe, and give us a rating and review. That's it for today. Bye, Bye clowns. clowns.